All right. We're starting a new series, kind of a mini-series, and it is going to be in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs? It's mostly, at this point, it looks like it's going to be in the, within the first ten chapters or so. But I need to talk about a trip that we took, my family and I took. We were coming a couple of years ago, coming across Washington State. There's Washington State, all right? Okay. We were coming across, and we went to a park called Mount Olympia Park. <clears throat> all right, and it is miles and miles and miles of park. Mountains in it, and a mountain range. Um, that are in there. I think it's the Cascade Mountains that are, this is a part of. Mount Olympia is like one of the biggest mountains in there. But around the park, there's a big road. And it kind of goes up like this and kind of wraps all the way around down along the coastline. This is your Pacific Ocean. All right. And it's miles. I mean, it's probably... I don't know, maybe that's 100 miles across there, maybe it's 75 miles across, like that. It's a long, long way, okay? But this big road comes out there and loops and turns this way and basically makes a loop, and then the, the main road goes on. So this is a main road, and this is a main road that takes you out, and then there's another couple of roads way up top that lead you around up there. So we were coming down here, And our goal was to get down to my aunt and uncle's house, which was down in Oregon, down in here, uh, which would eventually take us over there, all right? So we came down here, and we turned down this way, which is just the right direction that we were supposed to go. And then as we were driving along, I saw a cool road off on the side. And I thought to myself, we got about somewhere about here, right? I'm gonna take that little road. It said something about a pond. So I thought, what better to take a little road in Mount Olympia National Park, we'll never be here again. I took it off, I went that way, and we got to the pond, probably about 15 minutes of driving. The road stopped being paved. And it started to be just gravel. When we finally got to the pond, though, it was all fenced all the way around it with like a six or eight foot high chain link fence all the way around. So you could see the pond, but you couldn't touch the pond, you couldn't get near it because I think it was a public water way where they actually took uh, like drinking water and stuff from it. And I'm guessing that's why you did it. So I decided to keep, continue to see what else was going on this gravel road. Well, the road got narrower and narrower and started to climb up and switch back and switch back and narrower and narrower and all of a sudden we were in like the tops of this these hills where it was very steep and you'd wrap right back around on a switch back and right back around it was just barely wide enough for our rented vehicle okay we rented a big suburban and it was tight yeah. to the point where you might hit branches off the side of the big banks and stuff, and then the other side was just, just down, 
for a long way. <laughs> so I drove and I drove for a while. Then I said, it's got to come out to an end somewhere, right? And I drove and I drove. And about a half an hour into this trip of my, hey, let's just pull off there at the last minute. This was not planned whatsoever. I just pulled off and went and said, isn't this cool? We're going to have an adventure. It's great. This is a really cool thing. Half an hour in, people started saying, when is this over? And we went, got up all the way up in these tops, and we'd find this little spot where people had target practice. There was like three or four of them, where there was just a little pull-off, and someone had local had gone take guns up there and shot like these targets and bottles and all this stuff. And then you just keep going on the road and up on the road and up on the road and you just went around and around and around and around and around and around. And I hoped that we wouldn't run into anybody because there was no room for two people on the road. Well, I kept driving and I kept driving and I kept driving and thinking, this is just going to take me down back to the main road. Well, not quite. It's not exactly how it worked. In fact, this wrapped around mountain for another hour probably about an hour and a half, took us back to here <laughs> in the park. I don't know where we went other than very mountain gravelly roads, rough in some spots, very narrow. And the whole trip took us back where we were actually further away than when we started. We went totally in the wrong direction. And though we got back to the main route, we had lost ground. I just told my family it was an adventure, right? That was <laughs> and certainly, about an hour in, everybody was frustrated with me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. It was like, I'm sorry. I just got to get back to the road, and I know how to go forward, and that's it. So I kept going forward. Eventually, we hit some blacktop again, although it was a very narrow road still. Some blacktop, and I knew we were getting closer, okay? We finally eventually pulled out on this thing, decided where we were and the direction we needed to go, and then we drove back by. Another 20 minutes, another half an hour probably. So we lost an hour and a half, two hours, just making a big circle back around. And then when I got to the road again for a joke, I said, how about we pull off on that pond road again? <laughs> no, one was, no one was very happy with me at that point. The whole point is this, right? I knew the way I was supposed to go. It was the straightest way. It was the way that I was going to get to my destination. But I decided I was going to take something a little bit off. All right? It was kind of a last minute decision, a split second decision, and I didn't ask anybody. I just did it. And that is oftentimes the way our life ends up. We don't ask, we don't plan it, it wasn't part of it, and when we take that quick shot off to the right or the left, it does not take us where we thought it would. If we'd have stuck to the plan, and if we'd have stayed on the road that we were on, we would have gotten down to my aunt and uncle's two hours earlier. But we lost time, and... We used up a lot of gas, driving up and around, and we went through some pretty dangerous spots. It was not the intention of what we were supposed to do. So in these 
this mini-series in Proverbs, we have a few weeks we are going to go over some of these pathways. You are at that point in your life, I guess we are oftentimes in our life, where you have to make a decision. But if you don't make the decision before you get to that little road, that little side road, if you wait to the last second and just sort of let it happen to you, kind of like I did and said, ah, let's do this. If you make that shot off to the right here and, and take that road, you end up losing time. You end up losing the things you were supposed to do. You're further back than when you started on your real destination you're headed for, and you might go through danger to get there. Right? It is not, it is not the way we want to live our lives. So we're going to look at a few pathways and things that you can think about in your life, that you can decide that you want to do right now. You can decide, I'm going to live this way. I'm going to do this. And that way when you get to those moments of indecision, you'll say, I'm not taking the pond road because I know that's not in the plan. I'm going to lose time. I might be in danger. I'm going to waste part of my efforts if I go there. All right? That side road in our life is not really an adventure. If we do a plan, that plan will get us to the destination more quickly. It'll get us doing what we need to do. So we're looking at two or three of these different options. The thing is about these different options that we're looking at is in rough strokes, I'd say 50% of the people take this sideway path. That means out of six of you, three of you might go the wrong way. Statistically speaking. All right. Three of you might make a choice in these pathways in life where you end up where you didn't really want to. It wasn't what I thought it would be. I thought I'd make that decision. It seemed okay at the time, but when I ended up on that road, I couldn't turn around, and I had to ride it out all the way to the end, and by the time I got back in, that, in my travels back to where I was, I'd lost ground on my whole trip. And those types of choices are oftentimes right in front of us. All right? We lose time. We lose distance because we're not thinking correctly. We didn't plan it out correctly. So let's turn to Proverbs chapter number 4 and look at one of the first verses we want to look at. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 25. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. All right. I want you to take your hands, put them up in the air. Fingers tight together. Take them to the sides of your head, tightly. Okay? Notice what you can see. Don't move your head. You can move your eyes, but notice what you can see. And I want you to take them slowly and turn them towards the front. Make sure you seal off that. 
and watch your side vision. Where does it go? Away. Goes away. Can you see something that's moving over on the side of you? No. Now open them back up and see what you could see what you were missing. All right. What is that vision called? Peripheral. Peripheral vision. <clears throat> Long time ago, I used to do more with driving horses. And on the pieces of equipment for driving horses, you would put uh, an entire strap that goes over their heads, okay? And no, this is not a good horse, okay? But there you go. And their eyeballs are here, okay? The thing about a horse eyeball, got hair there, okay? There you go. <laughs> it's mouth underneath. All right, so the thing about horse eyeballs is that they see sideways. There's a spot in the center they can't see at all, right up their nose. And then they can't see a certain angle backwards. But they see sideways quite a ways back, way more than a human. All right? And the tendency is when I come up to the side of somebody like this, or side of a horse, and I, they would see if they were around here, okay? Or even back here. But you don't walk up to the hind end of a horse, right? Because that will get you kicked if you surprise them and if they're startled. So the problem with eyes in the sides of their head is that they get distracted by things, okay? They get very distracted. In fact, I remember one day riding these, driving a pair of these horses along, and I was driving on this wagon, and it was a long pathway, just two gravel tracks with the grass on both sides, and off they go, a team of horses, off they go, and all of a sudden, <clears throat> they stopped. I didn't tell them to stop. It kind of shifted me forward in my seat. And I was like, what is going on? That's it, they stood there. Because they noticed a puddle. <laughs> it couldn't have been three inches deep. These are 1,500 pound draft horses. And they noticed a puddle. They're very distracted by things. I was on the same road one day, the puddle was dry. I had to make them go through the puddle by the way, and the one stepped way around it like this and pulled the whole thing. Like, I'm not stepping in that puddle. They get things in their mind and they really got in trouble. The same road and it was a breezy day. And now apparently we don't have this problem anymore because we don't have plastic bags, okay? But there was a bag, plastic bag in the field and the horse saw it coming across, tumbling in the wind and it just pulled right off the pathway. It's just coming at me. It's a plastic bag. It's big. It's a white plastic bag. It was so distracting to it that it just kept walking like farther and farther away from it. So what they do is they put something called blinders on their on the horse's heads, and they actually come up and do just what we did with our hands, right? They take the peripheral vision out and they force them to look forward. Because that's where you want them to go. You don't want them to be looking all over the place. You just want them to focus on what's ahead. All right? 
That is exactly what God says we need. Proverbs says it. What did it say in your verse? Forward. Keep your eyes forward. Don't look away. Don't look right, left. Don't look right. Okay? Forward. If I would have taken that advice down here, okay, down on the pond road, and I can't remember exactly what uh, the rest of the name was, but something pond road. If I would have taken that advice there, we would have been much further ahead, much quicker. But instead, I wasted time, I lost ground. I didn't keep my eyes focused because I said, oh, look at that, let's go. And in that split second, I made that decision and off I went, all right? When you choose a pathway, you have got to choose to have blinders on. And I don't mean be blind about what you're doing. I mean, don't get lost in all the shiny objects, the plastic bags blowing by that might say, oh, look at that, or the puddles. <gasps> I can't go through that. If that's in your pathway and you're, you're destined to head that way, then you do it and you focus and you keep your eyes on where God wants you to be. Put the blinders on, all right? Verse number 26, chapter four, verse 26. Okay, ponder. This is my, this is my actual title of this little mini-series, Pondering Pathways. So you have to know what pondering is. Pondering is a word that gets used a little bit now. Um, Mary said she took all the things around Jesus' birth and she pondered them in her heart. So what does that mean? She thought about them. She thought about them. What else? Pondering, is it something you do quickly? Okay, so thinking deeply long and when you do that you're looking for impact what is this going to do for me all right that's why i don't want you to go out in your life and make the decisions you're going to make because you're going to make a bunch of them in the next 10 years of your life you will make most of the decisions that affect the rest of your life okay you are at that status and that stage right now where you will decide in the next 10 years probably whether or not you're going to get an education, what you're educated in, where you're going to work, if you're going to work, the things you're going to do, probably the person you might spend the rest of your life with you might meet in the next 10 years. Seems like that. And some of you might even have children in the next 10 years. That's scary. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but in the next 10 years, how old will you be? 24. 24. There's a whole lot that happens between now and in the next 10 years in your life. And you will probably have all those things. The cars you're going to drive, maybe the house you're going to live in. All of those decisions. 
So how many of you don't care if you make a whole bunch of bad decisions about all those things? Nobody? How many of you care? How's that? Let's, let's go with the positive way. You care whether you mess up your entire life, right? I hope so, right? <laughs> and this is why you need to think deeply and long about these things and say, what was my pathway? Where do I want to be? What's my destination? I need to think about this rather than just letting life happen to you. Do I want to back, look back when I'm 24 and have a college degree? Do I want to be working somewhere? Do I want to work and struggle my life uh, in a job where I just can't quite make it? Or do I want to work and have enough money to get by where I'm not struggling? Okay, You have to make those decisions. And then it isn't just chance that happens to you. You decide to put the building blocks one on top of the next and get there. And you focus and say, I'm going to do that. All right? Now, does your plan work out perfectly? Maybe. Maybe not. You don't know. Verse number 27, please. All right, so once you get on the path, stay on the path. Don't take the little side road, okay? Because the side road was not well thought out. I did not know my destination. I did not know my dangers. I did not know the struggles I would have. I did not know that I would get to a point where I could not turn around. So I kept going. You don't want to be in an important decision in your life. You don't want to be in a spot where you can't turn around. Right now, you are in the perfect spot to make all sorts of decisions. All right? You can decide what you want to do right now. But the choice is, now where do I go? How do I know what the right ones are? How do I know I'm not going to mess my life up? Because in the next 10 years, I'm going to do everything in my life and either mess it all up royally or get it right. So how do I know? Back to chapter 3 of Proverbs. By the way, these are two verses that if you are going to memorize some verses, they are excellent verses to memorize. Chapter 3, verse number 5 and number 6, please. Would you read that? Trust me, Lord, all thy In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy All right. So what we need to do to stay on the right path is first learn to trust God. All right. He's the foundation. The foundation is trust in God. Because you have a different thing. Even though you say, okay, in general, I'm going to go to college, we'll say, and I'm going to buy... Uh, a big farmhouse I'm going to live in, all right? That's a different college, different degree, different farmhouse, and different people that you're going to meet than someone else that says the same goal. 
So how do you get to the right one for you? That's the real question, right? How do you get to that pathway without getting distracted, without saying, oh, what's, look at that shiny thing, or being afraid of what comes at you, like the plastic bag rolling across the field. Right? How do you get there? Well, you have to have a level of trust in God where you say, if I go forward, I know that you are going to help me. How do I know? Well, we'll get there in a second. But I want you to think about this. I'm going to get on my pretend bicycle. Look at me. What am I doing? I'm steering. Steering a lot. This way. And this way. Which way is this way? It's hard for you to think that, isn't it? Right, right, right. Right. Straight, left. Right. Left, right, left. Where am I going? Nowhere. Nowhere. Why not? Because you're not not going anywhere. Because I'm not going. Right? And it sounds so stupid, and you all know it. And yet, you will get to decisions in your life that you will sit there and you will say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, which way should I go, which way should I go, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I, you have not pedaled one pedal. <laughs> and you will think about it and try to make it right, and how am I going to do this, and I don't know what God wants me to do. And, I, and I've seen adults do this, and I have seen teenagers do this, and I've seen... Old people, I've seen lots of people. And there was an old lady who used to play the piano here that I one time had this point of indecision in my life where I was like, turn on the bicycle. Hmm, yeah, hmm, didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. And she said to me, you have to pedal. Oh. Right? Because where am I going? Is it nowhere. I can turn the bike handle a thousand times, just sit here and sit here and sit here, and yet I have made no progress whatsoever. But in order to pedal and really get the right pathway, I'm moving forward, because I'm really not turning right or left, right? I'm really just standing still, going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, right? As soon as I begin to pedal, God will give you that direction if you trust him and what does the trust mean it means it won't mean that you have to make split second decisions because you've already decided in your mind because you spent the time pondering and thinking what do i want in my life where am i headed what's my destination what do i want with it but the specifics of how you get there will be very different and unique to you only but as you're on your bicycle, pedal, 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 start to pedal, and he will do it. How does he do it? Well, in that verse, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust all, with all your heart in the Lord. All right? Whatever he does, let him do it. Don't lean on your own understanding. It's like taking a crutch and saying, well, if I don't understand it, it can't be right. Well, guess what? You've got a lot to learn if you think you know everything about life. 
And that's the truth whether you're 15 or 85. You will learn every season differently. There will be new things and there will be things you'll never be able to know what's really coming. But God knows. But if you lean only on your thoughts and not on God's thoughts, then you will not get to the right place. You'll be making these little side roads. And you'll be off and saying, I can't believe I got there. But learning to trust that God can get you there is saying, I'm getting on the bike and I'm pedaling. I'm slow. I'm moving slow. It's okay, but I'm moving. And I trust that God will give me that direction and know where I'm going. All right? There'll be decisions in your life that won't be simple, right, or wrong. Now, there's simple, right, and wrong to say, that's the wrong thing to do. I know I shouldn't go off there. And sometimes we say, but I see it and I'm going to do it. Okay? That's simple. Get back on that main road and get back as fast as you can and follow that track where you need to go. The other decisions where it's not of right or wrong, it's a, which college do I go to? What town do I live in? What person am, am I going to be uh, in a relationship with? What friends do I choose? It's not simple right and wrong. But God knows the specifics of you and of the people involved. And he will help you if you trust him. And it says there in that last verse, verse number six, in all your ways acknowledge him. In other words, spend the time thinking, pondering, praying, reading, searching, Bible study here, Sunday school here, thinking and putting these things in your life. Because if you never write down the destination, if you never make the destination and say, I'm going there, if you don't do it, you won't get there. That's all there is to it. You'll be off on some side mountain road, never accomplishing what you want in your life, never getting there, never being what you thought you would be, and you will be sorely disappointed when you look up one day and say, how come some people are so much further ahead? But now's your time. Now's your critical juncture. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what does he do? He's going to show you which way the bicycle should go, right? And it's gonna, he's going to shut the door. So you're going to learn to ask him and say, what do I do with this decision? You're going to learn to trust him even when it's not doesn't make sense to you. So that's don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God and he will direct your paths. So we are looking at these pathways in life, pondering the pathways, where are we going to end up and how are we going to get there? God's going to give us the direction if we give him the acknowledgement and say, I don't know, God, how to do this. You've got to help me with this. And then trusting him to do it. All right? We get there. We will look at some pathways in the next few weeks. Thank you very much. Have a good day.